Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. Tonight's message got on my heart about Tuesday. I started writing it down, and, and I, got, I got so glad that, that God had spoke to me through this message about Hannah, and uh, I was so fired up because of a particular moment for her and what she did. But I want to tell you something, guys. I, I was thinking about, you know, uh, Keith, was, Keith was just up here, and he, he said before he sang, he said something about the Lord loosening him up. And, uh, and I got this mental image, and I started praying for that very thing. I said, Lord, I said, Lord, loosen him up. I got to thinking about this and just the way my mind works, which isn't all that, you know, isn't all that normal. But I got, I got to thinking about, uh, I got to thinking about, can you guys remember in, in, in the Wizard of Oz, and they go up to that tin man, and they get that oil can. <laughs> they get that oil can, and they, they put that stuff on it. Get those joints to go in before you know what he's just getting on. And I thought, man, if, if the Lord would just put his anointing oil on him and just loosen, loosen up his joints a little bit, give him some breath in his lungs, let him sing. And oh, man, man, by the time I was singing because he was happy. Amen. <laughs> I was singing. Praise God for that. I mean, when that stuff starts happening, praise God. And then, and then uh, James came to me and he, uh, James Malden, he said, uh, he said, Ryan, I just want to let you know. I said, James, uh, I've been in meetings all afternoon. All afternoon, I, I saw where you called. Sammy had come and told me the story, and, but he came up to me and he said, uh, he said, I just want to let you know, he said, uh, uh, Roxy's brother passed away, the one that was battling with cancer. Uh, he, he passed away, but he had told his wife, he had said, uh, well, he had told, I think it was a friend or something, I'm not sure who he told, but he said, I'm not, I'm not leaving here. I'm not leaving this world until she gets saved. I, I already believe that from the Lord. She needs to get saved. Well, she went to church this morning and she got saved. Hey, and at two o'clock, at two o'clock, he went on to be with Jesus. Amen. Huh? That's something. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm gonna tell you something, folks. Sometimes we're sitting around and we're wondering if God even hears us. And sometimes we're wondering if we ought to even bring something to God, if we ought to pray it, if we ought to go before him, if we ought to, we we don't know if we're worthy or not. We don't know if we if we should bring it before him or anything. And and there's those problems where we're wondering what how we should do something, or you know, or or something says, uh, if I take a stand, is somebody gonna stand against me in the midst of it? And, and there just comes a time when you've got a problem in your life where you just get like Popeye, you say, I've had all I can stands and I can't stands no more. You know what I mean? I, I've had all I can stands. I can't stands no more. Or, or, or like the Incredible Hulk, and you know they used to have. A, I guess it was Bruce Banner, and he'd say, he say, uh, "You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. You know, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry." I've seen some of y'all turn green. I have, I have. But here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If Hannah could give some advice to us tonight, I wonder, I wonder what it would be. I wonder what kind of advice you give. You know, everybody wants advice. Everybody gets it from all kinds of places. We go on television and we listen to these guys all the time. There was a doctor one time, he was telling a guy, he was giving some advice. He said, listen, this is what I want you to do. I got these pills right here. You take this orange peel, take this orange peel with, with a large glass of water. And then you take this, you take this pink peel. I want you to take it. I want you to take it with a very large glass of water. And then I want you to take this, uh, I want you to take this white peel. And I want you to take it with a very large glass of water. And the guy's like panicking. He says, my God. 
goodness, what, what, what's wrong with me? He says, nothing wrong. You just need some water. Amen. <laughs> but here's the thing about advice. If Hannah, in this story, and we're going to read about her in just a second, if she could give some advice to you, because see, there's something that's nagging you. Somebody in here. There's something you're wanting God to have an answer for. And you're like, you're like, you, you may have gone to him. You may have gone to him once, forgot all about it. I'm not going to do that anymore. I got this on my own. I can handle this on my own. And you're wondering whether or not he's hearing you. You're wondering whether or not he's hearing you. You wonder whether or not he even cares or any of those things in the midst of all of it. Is God going to help me through this? I don't know if, he's gonna, if we can do it or not. If you would, please stand. Let's go to the word of God. Let's go to the word of God. We're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter Chapter 1, we're going to be reading from that. What a story. I'm going to be reading a lot of verses tonight, but I hope you'll hang in there with me. It says this, Now was a certain man, a Ramatham Zophim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, an Ephrathite, and he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so by the year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, she, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband to her, Hannah, weepest, why weepest thou? Why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? Verse 9, so Hannah rose up. After they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk, you may be seated. Here's, a, here's the thing about all this. She, she wanted children, and in this age, I'm going to tell you something. In this time period, these people, to have children, to have, to have a child was the big thing, and men would marry multiple wives. Never, And by the way, never ordained by God. God would certainly say this wife or that wife. He never ordained that. He ordained one man and one woman. That's what he ordained. So there was always some kind of trouble like this when you would see it in the Bible, when you see this kind of thing. And, and here it is. Hannah is not having children, and that is what you are blessed to have a blessing on a woman during this day was to have children. And Penina had a whole lot of them. You see, the first thing, the first thing we see is she stood up from contempt. She stood up from contempt. And, and here's, here's the thing about all this. Here's the thing I want you to understand about this. Penina would come by her. This is the way it said. And the King James is kind of soft on this, but it made it very clear that it would send her into tears. Penina would come by and say things like, Elkanah loves me more than you because I've got kids and you don't. Elkanah, see, see, all Hannah can think of, Hannah's like, I want to have a child so bad. Elkanah loves me so much. I want to have a child. I can't have a child. And she keeps thinking to herself, I, I've got this problem and there's such contempt and all this. And Penina just comes by and makes fun of her because there's probably something in the back of her mind where she knows that Elkanah's got a, a favorite, you know, a favorite wife, but that favorite wife doesn't have children. So Penina, knowing that this blessing of children was on, was for Elkanah and Elkanah knew she had these kids, she'd just go by and make fun 
fun of her and laugh at her and all of these different things. Let me tell you something, folks. There's something you need from the Lord, and you've been asking for it, but I'm going to tell you the devil's been all in your ear. Devil's been all in your ear talking about how this can't happen, this won't happen. We just sang this song just as our special tonight, knowing that we're just going to have to believe through it. But Benina, time after time, and I'm going to tell you that bully, that bully keeps coming after you and keeps telling you it can't happen. You can't be healed. Your marriage can't be healed. Your relationship can't be healed. That person's too far gone, not coming back to Christ, not doing anything. All those things you keep getting running, that are running through your head, and devil's just being a bully through it all. There's a man one time, he talked about the fact, he said, I had a bully in school who would take all my money. He said, I went to, and this, this is actual story he told. He said, I started doing karate lessons and learned that karate lessons were $5 a lesson. He said, I realized it was cheaper to pay the bully, amen? But folks, in this world, it's not cheaper to pay the bully. It's a whole lot more expensive. See, that bully's going to be all on your face. You can't accomplish that. You can't do this. You're sitting there and listen, I, I've got this issue. I've got this addiction. I've got this pain. I've got this problem. I've got all these things. And yet the devil stays in your ear and says, too bad. God ain't going to do it. God doesn't love you. Your issue isn't happening. God, God must have forgot about you. God must, you must, along the way, you must, you got to realize, God must have forgot about you. Oh, look at all those other people who are doing so much for God. That's why miracle after miracle keeps happening. Oh, listen, she stood up in contempt, and Panina, day after day after day, would walk by. She probably, listen to me, she probably walked by with her children. She'd probably taught them how to look at her in contempt. She didn't listen. Hannah, Hannah probably has to watch this every day. And Elkanah says to her, listen, why, why are you crying? Am I not, am I not more special? And, and here's the thing. She stood up in consolation. She stood up in consolation. Now think about this just for a minute. Consolation prize, you know what that's all about. You don't win, so you get a little something at the, at the end of this thing. And, and, and here she is in, in the middle. Of, we, we, instead of praying for victory, sometimes we, we, we pray for a temporary relief. If you'll just give me a temporary relief, Lord, or if I can just have a consolation prize, if, if, I, can just have, if I can just have a little bit of the thing I'm asking for, if you'll just give me a touch of, instead of asking for what it is that you need. You see what happened in the middle of this? She gets, she gets a consolation prize in the middle of it. The problem is you don't think you're worth a miracle. You don't think, it's like, does God really do these huge miracles anymore? You don't think you're worth a miracle. Hannah didn't. Hannah said, look at all of this. I haven't had a child so far. I'm not going to have one. And she, she, she's listening to this. Now listen, I, I want to bring a chair right up here. But listen, this whole time, folks, this is what she's doing. She's got a, she's got a chair and she's, no, I'm not standing in it. Praise God. But she's listening day after day. She's sitting at the same table. She's sitting at the same meals. The kids are all around her. She's sitting here. She's watching all this. She has all this meal around her, all this food around her. And then, then Elkanah goes to do uh, offerings. He goes to give offerings, and, and he will give to his wives to, to offer their offerings. And he, and he, and he gives, the, uh, Panana, he gives those stuff to her for her to do. But then he says, I'm going to give even more to Hannah. I'm going to give her even more. You, 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 here's more for you to sacrifice. It's like she's taking a consolation prize, and she realizes, she's like, she has the children, and Elkanah's trying to make it better by putting more sacrifice in front of me so that I can give it. I know he loves me, and, and, and he's trying to convince 
convince me, but I'm just having to settle. How many of us settle for the thing that is far less than what we're asking God for? Say, listen, if I could just have this or this, if I could just have this this thing or, or that thing, not thinking you're worth it, Panana, giving all these children and admiration and all that, and Hannah, everybody against her. And God, but listen to me. How many of us treat God the same way in the sense that we're like, instead of having all of me, how about have the consolation prize? How about, have, how about just have a piece of me? God, isn't this good enough? Don't you know how much I love you? Isn't this good enough? That we would teach, they would teach, we treat God like he was second class. Hannah's sitting in the middle of all this, somebody out there trying to be delivered from all of these things that are happening. Sometimes we offer Jesus a consolation. I'll worship the world all week. I'll worship you on Sundays. What a consolation. Oh, that's the prize I get. You worship me on Sundays. Think about this. Hannah's dealing with all this. She stood up from, from, from all of these things. She stood up to, to this, this, this condemnation. She stood up all that. She stands up to this consolation where they come in there and they do all, all these. Elkanah says, I'll do whatever you can. I'll give you all the money. I'll give you all the stuff and all the food. And she says, all I want is an answer from God. She stood up from that. Here, here's, here, here's the thing. She stood up. I want to read verse. I want to read verse. Verse 9. Verse 9 says this. It says, so Hannah, so Hannah rose up. She stood up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat of the post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look upon the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, listen to this for just a second. She stood up in consolation. Elkanah was trying to do this. Then she stood up in confidence. Listen to me, folks, listen. She is sitting at that table. Men and women, listen to me. She's sitting at that table. Everybody's talking. I can just picture it. You got an addiction. and You're trying to figure out how to beat it. You've got a loved one with an addiction. You're trying to figure out how they can beat it. You've got a loved one that needs to be saved. You want to be used by God and you don't know how. You're hurting so much and you don't know who to tell. You're in so much pain. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah wants children. She's at the table. There's all kinds. Listen, there's food on this table and everybody's talking. She's not hearing it. Elkin is talking about, Elkin is in her ear. He's saying, aren't I better? Aren't I better than 10 husbands? I mean, 10 sons. I'm your husband. I should be better than 10 sons. I'm giving you all that I can give you. Listen to me. Listen to me. Resolute. Oh my goodness. Hannah is sitting at this table. All of a sudden, enough's enough. All of these humans can't help you. <laughs> All of these humans can't help you. 
She's listening to this person in her ear. She's listening to this person in her ear. And she's sitting there and she's, she's resolute. Her eyes are straight ahead. And she's not listening. Elkanah doesn't know why she won't look at him. The rest of the table doesn't know why she won't look at him. She's just, she's just, she's just looking straight ahead. And then it says she stood up. She said, oh, there's a plan, all right. I'm sick and tired of trying to do this myself. I'm sick and tired. I've got a plan, all right. The rest of you keep talking. The rest of you, I've got to go to God. I've got to go to God. I've got to get up off this table, and I've got to stand up. And I'm, She was sitting there ridiculed and laughed at by the whole town. She says, no more. She says, I'm standing. I'm going to the church. I'm going to the church. I know where I need to go. And she starts heading down there, and she says, God, she says, and she, look, she stood in confidence in all of this. True story. There's this man, he was, he, he was working in one of those rehabilitation zoos where they bring the animals in and they, they rehabilitate them to life. There's a wildcat. This man that was visiting that zoo watched this train, not a trainer go in, but a, just a guy who cleans and everything. He goes in with a broom into the same cage as a wildcat. And that wildcat's in there and wildcat doesn't do a whole lot, maybe hisses a little bit. This guy doesn't have a gun on it, a taser, no, 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 nothing, no, no stakes to throw, nothing like that. He's just in there and he's sweeping. And he basically looks over and he says this, the guy on the outside, he says, aren't you scared? He said, no, no, I'm not scared. He said, oh, oh, that, that cat must be tame. He said, no, I'm not scared and that cat's not tame. That cat doesn't have any teeth. Now listen to me, listen to me. Here's the thing about this. Devil get loud in your face and in your ear. But he ain't got no teeth. Hey, the best he can do is gum you. But here's the thing, it does scare you. The flesh will get on you, that can eat you up. Flesh can get on you, that can eat you up. But the devil, he ain't got no teeth. Unless you allow him to do what he does to you, you got, I'm telling you. Now listen, God take you through stuff. I got all that. You're going through pain. I got all that. But I'm going to tell you, he didn't have any teeth. Hey, there was this preacher one time, long-winded. I wouldn't know any of those like that. But anyway, so, the long-winded preacher. But anyway, he, 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 he was getting him some, he was getting him some new teeth. And, and some of you know about this, this pastor, but anyway, so he was getting him some new teeth, and this guy was visiting his church. He came in. The pastor had his new teeth in. He preached for 10 minutes. That guy that visited said, man, I'll be back next week. He only preached for 10 minutes. That's awesome. I can handle that. Came back the next week. Came back the next week. He preached for 30 minutes. He said, well, that, ain't, that still ain't bad. I, I, I can pretty much handle that. But, man, he came back the next week, and he preached for two and a half hours. He said, my goodness, I got to ask this preacher about that. He went up to the preacher. He said, oh, there's a good explanation. He said, let me tell you the explanation. The good explanation is this. He said, and I just got some new teeth. He said, the first week, they hurt like the devil. He said, I, I just got out of there as quick as I could. He said, okay, I understand that. He said, well, the second week, they got kind of comfortable. He said, so I was able to preach about 30 minutes or so. He said, the third week, I accidentally put my wife's teeth in. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't screen that. I know I didn't. I didn't. It, it is what it is. But, the, but listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Before you fire me, listen to me. Hannah said, I'm going to stand up and do something about this. I'm not going to sit here anymore and listen to the doubters. 
I'm not going to sit here anymore and listen to all the people out here say we can't do this. I'm not going to sit here and do that. I'm going to the Lord. And she got down on it. And listen, listen, listen. She stood up in confidence through all of that. She says, enough's enough. She goes before the God. She goes before God and she begins to pray. Hey, look here. Look here. Let me, let's go back to the word of God. Let's go back to the word of God. This gets so good. I love this. I love this. And it came to pass that she continued praying before the Lord, verse 12, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, how long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Hey, look here. Look here, folks. She stood up in celebration, but she stood up. Look, she stood up to say, God's going to, and look, Eli comes in there. He sees her. She's weeping before God. Look, Baptist, listen to me. You know what the word of God says? When you don't know what to pray, the Holy Ghost will pray for you. I didn't say it. The Bible did. And she was sitting there, and she, she didn't know what to pray. She just said, I stand up. I'm going to the church. She got in the church. She got down, and she started to weep. And she was weeping so, and she was groaning so. And Eli comes in there and says, what on earth is going on? This woman's lost her mind. How many of you have given it to God in such a way that everybody around you thinks you've lost your mind? You see, that's when you want something done from God. So, oh, listen, I'm going to try. I'm going to do that. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Hannah had made up her mind. She stood up. She said, no more of this. I'm not going to listen to this garbage anymore. I'm going forward. I'm moving forward. And Eli said, why are you drunk? She said, no, you don't understand. I'm not drunk. What did Peter say? Peter said, we're not drunk. Peter said, we're not drunk. They went around and said, what's going on with you? Why are you acting like this? People talking in our, our tongue, people talking in our language. We can understand what they're saying. What's happening? You're all a bunch of drunks. He said, I ain't drunk. He said, the Holy Spirit's got me. And that's what Hannah said. Hannah said, you go do what you're doing. I'm trying to get an answer from God. I'm not drunk. I haven't been drinking wine. I'm filled with the Spirit. She said, that's Old Testament. Can you believe it? She says this, she says, no, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Can you imagine this, folks? Oh my goodness gracious. Can you imagine this? She just got up. She stood up. I said, I ain't going to have any more of this. I'm going to the church. All these rest of these people, I'm not going to be sad anymore. I'm not going to cry anymore except to my Lord. She goes into the church. She prays some prayer nobody can even understand. She's sitting there. She's crying out to God. All she can do is weep while the Holy Spirit's praying for her. The Spirit of God is just praying for her. Eli comes in. You're a drunk woman. She said, no, I'm not drunk. I would never be drunk in this house. I would never have that happen. And he said, listen, what's going on? I've given a petition to God. And she walks out there and says she was sad no more. She said, this ain't happening anymore. I'm not walking around with a countenance. I'm not walking around with a frown. I'm not walking around down on, my, on, down on everybody else. I'm going to stand firm, big smile on my face. God's about to come through. She says, oh, my goodness. She said, oh, my goodness. And then it goes on. 
And they rose up early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned, this is verse 19, and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. <laughs> hey, the Lord remembered her. Can you imagine what God, give me some license. So God's on his throne, and forgive me, for I'm not trying to be irreverent. I'm not, I'm not. Just give me, I, I imagine it says the Lord remembered her. They, Elkanah knows her, and all of a sudden, God remembers her. Can you imagine him looking over at one of the archangels? Say, you remember that prayer? You remember when she stood up? You remember when enough was enough? And she stopped going to all those people, and she came to me. When she stopped crying and she started laughing, when she, you remember when she did that? You remember that? Oh, my goodness. You remember? Ah, listen, hey, let's see if we got a special blessing for her. Let's see. Hey, you remember? She promised her son to me. She, she promised her son to me and to my service. I tell you what, let's make it happen. It said the Lord remembered her, praise God. The Lord remembered her. Verse 20, wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about that Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked him of the Lord. And the man Elkan and all his house went up to offer, offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him, that he may appear before the Lord, and there abide forever. And Elkan her husband said unto her, do what seemeth good, tarry until thou have weaned him. The Lord established his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until he, she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephah of flour, a bottle of wine, and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. They slew a bullock, brought the child to Eli. And she said, oh, my Lord, as my soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Here's the last thing she stood for. She stood by her contract. How many of us, <laughs> how many of us has promised God something? Lord, if you'll help me through, I'll do this. God, if you'll get me through this, I'll do this. God, if you'll help me in this particular, I'm telling you, God, I'm in such a strait right now, I don't know what to do. God, if you just help me, just help me. I promise I'll do this. How many times, listen, this is what Hannah did. Hannah stood up for her rights. She stood up for what she knew God could do. But when it came time for her to give God what she promised God, she said, here he is. Here he is. She kept her contract with God. She didn't say, she made it very serious. She says, you've done for me what I've asked. I'll make sure, God, I do for you. Oh, in the midst of all of it, she said, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to bring him to you. I wonder how many people will stand and bring your loved one. I wonder how many people will stand and pray for our church. I wonder how many people will pray for our future and our children's future in the midst of all of this. Finally, you stood up 
and got through it. Finally, you stood up, pushed aside all the insults. Finally, you stood against the words of the devil. Finally, you stood for something you believe in. Finally, you stood up and went to the altar. Finally, you took charge of your life. Finally, you found courage to beat through the addiction. Finally, you stood up and made something out of your life. Finally, you stood up and went to the cross. Finally, you know what you had to do. Finally, you surrendered to the will of God, praise Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I wonder, folks, what is inside of you that you need to surrender tonight. I wonder what's inside of you tonight that you need to surrender tonight to him. God, I need to surrender this. Lord, I've got this prayer request, and I'm tired of sitting around waiting on it, God. I'm coming before you and asking you, God, to protect me, to help me, to heal me, to deliver friends, to deliver neighbors, deliver loved ones. I'm asking you, God, to bring revival. I'm asking you to bring your spirit, Lord. Please, God, help us. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.